Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Like I promised, we are going to continue on the topic we began last Thursday. And the title this evening is Divine Health. Divine Health. Now that we have told you how to receive your healing, which I laid emphasis on last Thursday, I now have to take you through a journey of keeping yourself healthy. Let me also emphasize this before I go deep into teaching, because it's important for you to keep this as a mental note. Many of us in life have experienced divine healing where God healed you beyond what the doctor would do or anything science would explain. But I have realized over the years, especially for people who are healed under the anointing or by gifted people, quite a number of them never keep their healing. Not all, some do. But a big number I know never keep or usually don't keep their healing because the gift was applied to heal this individual but they were never taught the faith to keep their healing so I've seen experiences where we pray for people somebody walks and they walk they even throw the clutch and start running and then you hear one day the same person is again on a what? On a clutch. And you say, but this person did not walk. They ran. Why are they back on the clutch again? Some of you probably have had questions of, I went here or I prayed on this day and I had a pain in my stomach or I had this infection and it healed and I spent four, five, six months, eight months, one year without that affliction. And then all of a sudden, one day, I woke up and the attack came. The diabetic attack came. The hypertensive attack came. After having spent six or five months healthy, my eyes started to ache again. Yet they were not aching. They had healed for quite some time. Why? Because you were never taught how to keep your healing. Now, if a man learns how to keep their healing, it means they will translate or will elevate from the realm of divine healing as of healing the sick to the realm of divine health, not falling sick. And I'm going to show us by scripture how that is done. Isaiah 
53. Let's begin with verses 4. If you'll read the Amplified Version. The Bible says, Surely He has borne our griefs and sicknesses and weaknesses and distresses and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities, the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him and with the stripes that wounded him. We are healed and made whole. Shout hallelujah. Isaiah 53 verses 4. Since I was born till now my age is the strongest, is the strongest, most powerful portion of scripture I have ever read concerning divine health and healing or healing and health. It's the strongest, mightiest, deepest. I'm not saying that the rest are not, but every man has their own perspective of experience and revelation according to the light that has come to them through the scripture. Isaiah 53 verses 4 is the most powerful if this evening I can impregnate your understanding with this thing, if I can inundate your understanding with this thing, you'll be dangerous to the devil. Shout hallelujah. Let's go back. Surely he has borne our griefs. Jesus carried our sicknesses weaknesses and distress and carried our sorrow and pain. But while he was doing that because of our ignorance, we esteemed him smitten, stricken, and afflicted of God. That's what people saw. But in that smiting, in that striking, he was wounded for our, listen, transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by whose stripes we are healed. Now listen. While he's being beaten, while he's being wounded, while he's being bruised, the ignorant thought that God had judged him. But it was in that punishment of an innocent man that your sickness was carried, your weakness was carried, your disease was carried, your torment or demonic torment was carried, your distress was carried. While he's being wounded, and bruised 
he was purchasing your healing and health and the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for you the discipline the spiritual discipline that's chastisement the spiritual discipline needful to obtain peace and well-being for you was upon him in there also on top of carrying your sicknesses he needed to ensure that the discipline of your spirit to the peace you need and well-being was upon him that's why the bible says by his stripes by the stripes that wounded him the bible says we are healed why is this powerful because i have realized that god has designed a provision in our walk of faith to plead our case or cases you have the right to plead your case before god against the accuser the brethren which is the devil somebody shout hallelujah there's a very 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 deep thought in there that you actually can claim your right according to what god has done by christ that is called spiritual warfare some people think spiritual warfare is screaming no you scream in line with understanding in line with the wisdom of god that's called spiritual warfare let me tell you the potency of this portion of scripture and it comes in a question where would satan get the right to put on you what jesus took away from you that's why some of you have to even stop praying like you're pleading with the devil to let you go these are some of those things you have to stir yourself into holy anger and say by what right devil do you have to put on me what jesus carried from me what jesus took away from me jesus was not bruised for nothing he was not wounded for nothing So where do you devil find the right or power or authority to put on me what was taken from me by Christ that's where you begin your war Shout amen Shout amen This man you're talking about was wounded bruised and in there he was carrying your sickness you remember when the bible says that he became sin jesus was not a sinner 
Bible tells us in his life, he knew no sin. Isn't it? Jesus knew no sin. I think some of you have asked yourself the question, why did Jesus not fall sick? When you study the Christ, in the things he was tried, it is never written anywhere in scripture. That, and then Jesus got a flu. And then Mary took young Jesus to the physician because of a fever that came late in the night. Did you ever hear of that? No. Jesus never fell sick. Anything else, but Jesus never carried sickness in his body. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. So the Bible says, the wages of sin is death. And sickness is perpetual death. You understand? That's how men die, because they fall sick. Sin coming into the world was the reason for men dying. But for men to die, sickness had to be the catalyst to do that. So if a man did not know sin, sickness had no right over that man. And I want you to follow this because it's going to be so deep in a few minutes. Sickness has no right over that man because he does not know sin. So when he goes to the cross, the Bible says, he bore your sins. He took on himself all the sins of the world. In carrying the sins of the world, he was wounded. He was bruised. That was the only time you'd consider Jesus weak. All his life he lived a strong man to the time when he had to carry all our sins at the cross. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. And then the Lord showed me something years ago that that last line by his stripes we are healed can be a very very dangerous one if you are not elevated to the revelation of the finished work of Christ at the cross at Calvary. Remember, this is what Isaiah saw. He saw a vision of the Lamb of God which was slain from the foundation of the world and then he saw the work of the Christ in carrying our sicknesses and pains and griefs and sorrows. So he prophesied it as he saw it. But the fullness of the age had not come for the manifestation of that experience. Although he spoke as something that had already taken place. Why? Because to God, yesterday, today, and tomorrow are the same. So by the prophetic eye, Isaiah ignored the time dimension of the future. 
Because the sacred language does not speak in the future as a time to come. That's why if you study Hebrew, you'll struggle to find future tenses in Hebrew. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. He tells Abraham, I have made thee a father to many nations. Before anything happens, because that's the language. That's the sacred language. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Now listen to this. The Lord showed me that Isaiah 53 verses 5. By his stripes we are healed. If not built in consonance with the finished work of Christ on the cross, could give a provision to the ignorant of allowance to some sickness because there is a provision for the healing of that sickness. Well, that kind of man will get healed every time he's sick. But the problem with him is he will be sick. He will get sick. She will get sick. Then get healed. Then get sick. Then get healed. Because we are healed. Some people, without the understanding of what Christ has done at the cross, would misunderstand that and give provision for their sickness because there is a provision for their healing. And many people think that way, that it is the will of God for as long as we're in the flesh, or rather it's normal, that we have to fall sick and then get healed, then fall sick, and then get healed, and then fall sick, and then get healed. And that's the testimony many believers across the world have carried. Thank God, at least some believe in healing, divine healing, because we have a group of believers who don't believe in healing. They believe in everything else except divine healing. Oh, those days are old. Yet Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's a danger there because you are not living in God's best. That's not God's best. In 1 Peter 2, 24, again, we read the Amplified Version. After the death in manifestation of Jesus Christ and the resurrection and the ascension, at the cross, the Bible says, Jesus said, it is finished. The work which the Father had given him, he breathed and gave up the ghost. And the Bible tells us he went in hell. And the Bible says he made a public spectacle of the devil. Some people don't know that at that death, when he gives up the ghost and the body stays, Jesus goes in hell. In Colossians 2.15, the Bible says he disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in him and that in the cross. In it, the cross. 
So when he goes to hell, spiritually, Satan gets all the devils and the cohorts, his cohorts, to come against the Son of God. And he defeated them. The Bible says he shook them to nothing. He shook them to naught. One version says. Triumphing over all of them. And there was a witness. In hell. On earth. And in heaven. That Jesus Christ had conquered. And then he took the keys of death. Are you following what I'm saying? And then after that victory, he set the church up. You are the church of the firstborn. When Peter sees this, he says, he personally, Amplified Version says, bore our sins in his own body on the tree as on an altar and offered himself on it that we might die, cease to exist, to sin, and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Who has seen the difference? Okay. Isaiah 53 says, by his stripes, you are healed. Peter says, by his wounds, you have been healed. Give it to me, the KJV. Isaiah says, by his stripes, we are healed. First Peter 2.24 says, by whose stripes, you were healed. What's the difference? Come on. Now, the Bible tells you by his strength, this is powerful. Isaiah 53 and 1 Peter 24, this is the core. It's the core of divine healing and divine health. Now, if the Bible says by his stripes ye were healed, ye were healed. What does that mean? Come on, what does that mean? That means you don't fall sick. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. That means you don't fall sick. Apostle Grace. One of us has to be lying. Either you or me reading the word. Let God be true and every man a liar. The mystery of the new birth in its perfection has designed the Christian to live in divine health. 
If in Isaiah's day, if you go in the congregation of Moses, let's go back to the congregation of Moses. He told them, if you obey my statutes and keep my laws, he says, I will put none of these diseases upon thee. Exodus 15, 26. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. So the Lord says, if I could make a covenant with Moses' church of guaranteeing that if they kept the principles or laws that are given them, I would not put diseases upon them. How much more would I deal with the church of the firstborn? Who has understood what I just said? Because see, the problem was sin. The sin principle. The soul that sins shall what? Shall die. Jesus came and said, the first thing I'm going to do for this person, you the believer, let me carry their sin. That's what Peter says. He, his own self, bore our sins in his own body. The Bible says that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. That means, that's why I told you in the previous sermon, if you don't believe in the forgiveness of sins, you cannot believe in healing or health. Because these things are simultaneous. Who has understood what I just said? Now, follow me. When he bore your sin in his own body at the cross, the Bible says that you will be dead to sins or might cease to exist. To what? To sin. Listen to that language. You might cease to exist. The Amplified Bible says to sin. That means to sin, you don't exist. How? There are two laws at play here. And Paul teaches about them in Romans chapter 8. And he says, For now there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Next line. For, listen to this. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, that's one law. The law of the spirit of life the law of the spirit of life has made me free, the Bible says, from the law of sin and death. While you were yet a sinner, you were operating under the law of sin and death. And to get to death, you had to be sick. When you became born again by the law of faith, you obtained what the Bible calls the law of of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That means this spirit of life, the moment you became born again and received the person of the Holy Spirit inside you, 
obtain life by reason of that spirit. So as long as that person of the spirit is inside you, he lives to give you life and replace life where there is sickness and replace life where there is distress and put life where there is pain. That's his responsibility. He's called the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that the spirit quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. What is the word there for quickening? It infuses you with the life of God. It fills you. It saturates you with the life of God. That's the responsibility of the spirit of life. With this spirit, the Bible tells us, Jesus would not stay dead. That is why the Bible calls him the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Romans 8, 11. If the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, which is harder? Getting cancer out of you or raising the Christ? The biggest enemy then of the devil. Which is harder? Getting diabetes out of your body or raising the Christ? Which would be harder? Getting high blood pressure out of you or raising the Christ? Raising the Christ would be harder. So the spirit at work in you begins from that testimony that he raised Jesus from the dead. And the Bible says, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken. Remember the word again? Quicken. Infuse the life of God in your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. He will quicken your mortal bodies. He will quicken your mortal bodies. He will put the life of God to action in your body. Elbow somebody and tell them I don't fall sick. And so you start to see the prayer and desire of the person of the Holy Spirit as he speaks through John, that John 1-2. That John 1-2. He says, Beloved, let's read. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. That's the wish of the Spirit. That you, above all, may prosper. That's why you can't be poor. And be in health even as your soul prospers. Did he say and be healed? He said, and be in health. As long as that spirit was on the Christ, he could not fall sick. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Could Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Then somebody says, but... That's not the reality. You know, I have believers who, and I've had this 
I think one of the silliest statements I've heard some people say. One of the silliest statements on the mouth of a believer. One time we're somewhere with a certain woman of God here. One man said, I know we believe in faith. We believe in what the word of God can do, but he said, let us be realistic. How real can you be if you're not in truth? Answer me. How realistic can you be if you're not coming from truth? Christ is our reality. The word of God is our reality. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout glory to God. So then somebody says, but this is true that divine health is mine, but I've been dealing with something in my chest. I've been dealing with something in my lungs. I'm dealing with something in my kidneys. I'm dealing with something. Somebody says, I'm dealing with something. That doesn't change what God has done by Christ Jesus. But I can show you by scripture, I can teach you how to fight your way out. And if you exercise yourself in this over the years, you get to a point where you are above. You are above sickness. That is why the Bible says, if you live by the flesh, you will truly die. What does it mean to live by the flesh? To be carnal. What does it mean to be carnal? To be driven by the senses. And many Christians are driven by the senses. You know why they say they are sick? Because they are feeling pain. That's you being carnal. Fleshly. Being in the flesh. This person of the Holy Spirit does not relate to any earthly senses because he is spirit. Yet it's by him that you kill or mortify the deeds of the flesh. That's what the Bible says. If you live after the flesh, that means if you follow every feeling you have, you shall die. Many people are quick to diagnose themselves by feeling. These are signs of this. Ah, these are signs of this. Oh, these are signs of... And then they go on Google. And then they search out. And then Google gives them seven signs. And then they start to say, okay, this one is on, this one is on, this one is on. I think the doctors of today even suffer because by the time people go to hospital, they have already diagnosed themselves. We have people who prayed in the doctors they have. My doctor in the UK. My doctor in America. They're going to fly me to London. But where you're taking your body, they're human beings too. And they are limited. I'm not saying I don't appreciate doctors. No. Many people are alive now Christians and non-Christians because of doctors. I'm only trying to say there's a better one. There's a master. Praise God. Who can operate you without a cut? 
Bible doesn't tell us that when Adam was opened in the rib and then they removed Eve, the escastade. Bible says the Lord sealed. He didn't sow. He sealed. Is there no physician, the Bible says, in Gilead? Is there no physician in Gilead? Is there no balm in Gilead? So he asks, why is there no health of the daughter of my people? Why is there no health? Why aren't my people recovered to health, not healing? Health. Isn't there a physician somewhere in Gilead available with them 24-7 to make sure everything that could fall apart is fixed? There is. Somebody shout hallelujah. Bible says the inhabitants of Zion, none shall say, I am what? I am sick. As some take flights in India, others take flights to Zion. Isaiah says, who has believed our report? To whom is the hand of the Lord revealed? Who has believed our report? Who has believed that by his stripes they were healed? Those are the ones who go to Zion for health. If trouble comes, they know what to do. Because the hand of the Lord is revealed. You were healed. I know you feel something in your body that is not right. Ye were healed. Probably you're on some uh, injections. Ye were healed. You're on some drugs, yes. But ye were healed. You still were healed. In spite of what you're going through occurring. Ye were healed. problem is we ignore what God has said and then we go on the statistics of other cases or stories so and so suffered from this which I'm also suffering from and then you say hey I saw them die you see what I'm saying that is why one of the most consecrated consciences I know comes with the understanding that separates your story from anyone else. So and so had this and died, but I'm different. That's not my story. Otherwise, you are going to allow the story of another man, another woman, to take over your narrative 
And then you're going to start step by step following the steps of the person you're looking at. So and so. Looking unto Jesus. Which is the author and finisher of our faith. Tell your neighbor, my story is different. I am different. I'm not that person. So never stake your destiny on the failure of another man or woman. You're different. Why? Because in whatever has killed an individual on the earth, there's a man on the same earth who has been healed of it. Yes or no? COVID killed people. But you survived it. There are people who fall sick in one day and they die. Of the same sickness some people have carried for 40 years. My story is different. Somebody shout hallelujah. Are you learning something? So, I take this opportunity to show you how to refuse what the enemy wants to put on you. Of which he has no right to put on you. Because Jesus took it away from you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Number one, if you're writing, find the word. Find the word. Some people just read the word. Some people just hear the word. But the Bible tells you to find the word. Proverbs chapter 4 verses 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them. And did he say healing? No. Health to all their flesh. They are health to those that find them. Not just those that read them. I want to show you how if you find yourself in trouble when you have believed that divine health is your portion and one day you wake up with something that wants to take you out. These are the answers. Find the word. What does it mean to find the word? The Hebrew word for find is mautzal. And mautzal means Study the word until it gives you a divine encounter. My sound means study the word until it lights upon you, the eyes of your understanding. And until it lights you up. Praise the Lord Jesus. Study the word 
until you find sufficient faith, sufficient understanding. So don't just read. Don't just get a list of 20 scriptures and, and just read them. Anybody can quote scripture. Even the devil can quote scripture. But the difference here is you take time to study this thing until a light bulb goes on. How? Attend to his words. Incline your ears unto the saints. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. When you're in that kind of trouble, acquaint yourself with the word. Put aside time and just be in the word. Why? Because you're building spiritual muscle. You want to switch yourself on in understanding. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Bible says, you shall meditate therein day and night. Just for one day. Day and night. You read it. Speak, read, speak, read, speak, read, speak, read, speak, read, speak. That thou mayst observe to do according to all that is written. You'll find yourself in the action of doing what it says. And when you do, the Bible says, For thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Shout Amen. Psalms 119 verses 165. If you read the Amplified Version, Great peace have they who love your word or your law. Great peace have they who love your law or your word. Bible says, nothing shall offend them or make them stumble. No diagnosis will make them stumble. No pain will make them stumble. What is stumbling? Bible says we stumble in many things. Many things. We offend in many things. But the Bible says, but if a man does not offend in word, if a man does not offend in confession, the Bible says that is a perfect man able to control his whole body and to curb the entire nature. With your mouth, you can control your body. Because he said you bring it back. Hey, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that leads me to the second issue. Once you have found the word, once the light has gone on, so if you're under sickness, look for all the scriptures that touch divine health. Oh, healing, divine health. Did you get the difference? Scriptures that touch divine health. You can get scriptures on healing, 
but you can also get scriptures on divine health. Did you get a difference? And then, as you receive them in understanding, then you what? You confess. Regardless of what happens in your life, regardless of what you go through, regardless of how much pain you have, regardless of what you have gone through, I don't care how hard we have gone through things too. We're not just standing here by mistake. I wish some of you knew. Regardless of what you go through, refuse to confess contrary to what the word of God says. Some of you are so quick. I think I'm going to die. I think it's... No, no, no. The Bible says in Psalms 34 verses 12, What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see suffering, that he may see good? Which man desires life? Who of you wants many days and in each day to see good? He says, keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking kind. Touch somebody and tell them regardless of what you go through, refuse to confess guile. Refuse to confess death. Refuse to confess sickness over you. Refuse. 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 Now it takes me to the third point. Understand how faith works. Understand how faith works. This is where you get the answer of what do I do sometimes when I have prayed but the manifestation is not yet seen. Spoken, confessed, but the manifestation is not yet seen. I have a golden scripture here. Mark 11, 24. It says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, let's just say you desire healing, what things soever you desire, cancer to live, HIV to live, whatever it is to live. When ye pray, now the Greek word there for desire is demand, require. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you pray, the Bible says, believe that ye receive them 
and you shall have them. This is why we miss it most. Many of us want to have it, then believe we've received it. So you pray, heal, heal, heal in Jesus' name. Then the pain increases. Then you say, ah, I'm not healed. Ah, you know what you've done to yourself? You've set yourself double-minded. Because a few minutes ago you said, by his stripes we were, and in the same minute you're saying, but I don't feel healed. So you get into the wall of trying to receive what was already given by Christ, but you cannot get a hold of it because you can only interpret it from the realm of the senses. Whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have it. Believe that you receive it and you shall have it. Meaning, let's just say you prayed for healing and your leg is paining. God requires you, this is how faith works, to do everything that proves that you believe that you have received what you asked for. Bible says like the body without the spirit has no life. So it is with faith that without works. Imagine the body, the human body without the spirit. It is a lifeless thing. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. The human body without the spirit is a dead thing. So he says, so faith without works also is dead. How do we regard someone who is weak in faith? Someone who is weak in faith is a person who does not take the step to act out the healing they believe to have received before it manifests. That's a weak believer. They consider the consequences. They consider the pains. You say, I'm not going to work. You see? I'm not going to get out of bed. All of these are things that prove you have not believed. If you still can breathe, put your leg out of that bed and walk. Why? Because you believe you have received. But if you consider the illness, it means you're weak in faith. Bible says, and being not weak, in faith, the Bible says, Abraham considered not his own body now dead when he was a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He considered not. God tells him, you're going to have a child. Abraham didn't say, eh. 
Sarah's womb. That's weak faith. How do I go when I'm still feeling pain? How do I work when I can't do this? How do I do this when I can't do that? That's weak faith. Faith is strengthened or exercised when you learn to follow with the actions of what you believe. As well as the confessions that come from a person who has received healing. There are two things you need to do. Speak as one who has received and act as one who has received. How do you speak as one who has received? Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, he has said, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Eventually it will manifest. It has no choice. It might take a day, it might take five days, it might take a week, it might take hours. It doesn't matter how long it takes. But God is faithful. He cannot lie. You shall have it. But those three days, those five days, that week, those two weeks, That's where people die. They're confessing right, then they confess wrong. Then they think right, then they think wrong. Then You understand? You're in and out. You're in and out. I learned this years ago. And I'm learning it every day, exercising myself in it every day. Every time. I'm growing in it every other day. If you choose to fight, make sure you don't lose. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That means our war is not in the senses. I don't care what you feel. Take the war where the devil can't breathe. Shake somebody and tell them we are fighters. Tell them I'm a fighter. If you choose to fight the good fight you have to win that's why it's called the good fight he says fight the good side of faith lay hold of eternal life you know what it means to lay hold of eternal life it means get a hold of it and refuse to let go rain shine flip roll I cannot die. I cannot die. I cannot die. I have the life of God in me. I cannot die. I cannot die. Greater is he which is in me than he which is in the world. I will not die. I will live to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I will not faint. It hardens. You say, I refuse. Greater is he which is in me than he which is in the world. It refuses. No thanks be to God which always causes us to triumph and makes manifest the summer of his knowledge by us in every place. Tell anybody if you choose to fight, fight to the end. 
you must win. Don't drop back. The devil must know if he opens a war on you, he's going in for a long one. You don't go out. Tell your neighbor, don't go out. My God. We've been through things and you're like, how? And then you say, no. The spirit man says, no. Speak. You continue speaking. You speak. You speak. You you act. And the body starts to agree. The body agrees. And agrees. And agrees. And you say, "Uh uh-huh. I've defeated that one also. Somebody shout hallelujah. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. That's the hardest thing. That is the hardest thing. Because people fight, fight, fight. And then one point they say, No, no, it's easy when you're not in pain. It's easy to say that. When you're not in trouble. That's the hardest. When you're under all force. Evil. And you still keep your hand up and say no. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse to be sick. I refuse to be sick. Now, you hear the confession of a man... Who believes they've received? Huh? Believe that you receive them. With your actions, speak. I was healed. By his stripes, I was healed. I was healed. Devil, you have no right. Now, because you've dealt with a disease, the symptoms might stay or linger. Symptoms are not disease. You can kill a disease and the symptoms start going later. That's a natural pattern. But you can also learn to speak to the symptoms. The problem with us is, believers, or some of you, you go through some sort of pain and then pray and believe you have received and then the pain increases and then you think you are not healed and then you go again back to pray for healing. Or you start to look for somebody else to pray for you. Why? Because you have moved by the senses. Do you understand what I'm saying? I prayed. The pain is still there. And then I say, ah, maybe I'm not what? Healed. So you try again to pray for healing. And the same person confessing, I receive my healing. Next week is going to say, I received my healing. So you ask, if you received it last week, why are you receiving it again now? Now, since you received it last week, your confession should be, I received my healing. So devil, you have no power over my body because I was healed. By his stripes I was healed. By his stripes I was healed. By his stripes I was healed. Yes. You might sleep funny the next night. Wake up again. 
And say, let's continue from where we ended. I said, he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. By his stripes, there you put, I was healed. He bore my sins on the cross. That I being dead to sins might live unto righteousness. By his stripes, I And the next night again it might come back. But it's not coming back to kill you. It's coming to check the word, whether the word you're speaking is here or here. You know the Bible speaks of attacks that come because of the word. It comes back again. Say, you were destroyed. This is a lie. I'm not praying as one which is sick. No! I am thanking God as one which has been healed. Fear will come or might come. Anxiety might come. Address fear as a spirit. Separate it from the world. Hey, say, hey, fear, fear, fear. Ha! Because the boys can tell you, you're going to die. This very second, you're going. You're not sleeping. You, you, you say, okay. Fear. The Bible says, that I have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. Perfect love casts out all fear. God is love and is within me. So you're cast out. As I was saying. As I was saying. You have no right. I have received my healing. He has guaranteed if you believe that you have received, you shall have it. But you have to believe that you have. Let me tell you something. It is a journey when you have to believe you have received what you have not yet felt. But that is faith. <laughs> that is our war. Thank God the Bible says, this is the victory that overcometh this world. Even our faith. He has promised that this thing will not let you die. You could roar, scream, do, but you will not die. So the devil puts your days near, you extend them. The Bible says that with long life he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. Devil, you must know that Psalms 91 has not been rubbed out of the Bible. God knew all that would come. And he still said that you will go to your grave full of age as a stalk of wheat in its season. God knew that this disease would come. But he still fills my mouth with good things. So that my youth is renewed as the eagle. 
as the eagle. You fight. You fight. Don't victimize yourself. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't cry. No, refuse. If tears come, just say, oh, my eyes are just sweating. Then you continue. Tell your neighbor, God always causes us to triumph. He's never lost a battle. I'm not losing the war. Say it again, I'm not losing the war. Because he never lost the battle. Hallelujah, glory to God. So somebody can say, oh, I'm believing God for healing. You're going to die. You're going to die. You're believing God for what he gave you. You understand what I'm saying? I'm believing God for healing. Don't believe God for healing. You will die. Thank God for healing. Because that is what he has done by Christ. Somebody shout amen. This is for people who have the understanding of these things. You might ask, what about my grandmother who doesn't understand scripture? What about my child who is sick? You who knows, fight for them. Fight for them. Because you have the tools. You will not die early. You will not die early. Tell your neighbor I will not die early. No! Somebody shout hallelujah. But also there is something I discovered. Especially if you are in the fight of faith. You learn to fight in faith. This is not a popular statement to say. And yet it is truth to say. In Exodus chapter 23, Exodus 23 verses 25. One, two, three, let's go. You shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless your bread and water and I he says will take sickness from your midst none of you shall lose her young ones or miscarry or be barren in the land I will fulfill the number of your days people who serve God don't easily die Somebody shout hallelujah. People who serve God don't easily die. Because there is a promise. There is a promise on their lives. There are people God would look at and say, ah, this one, no. I'll not allow them to die. No! Miscarriages come in that as well. 
barrenness. Serve God. Serve God and hold him to his word. Somebody shout hallelujah. That I also learned. Because serving God is an action of faith. You know, like you wake up and go to work and some not sick. Serving God is an action also of faith. That says, I believe. I believe. He says, the number of your days are fulfilled. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. Are you listening to me, child of God? I don't know what you carried with your body. This thing doesn't care what is in your body. It doesn't matter how bad it is. The Bible says he healed them of all their sicknesses. But you're going to claim divine health. You're going to say this is the last time this thing comes. This is the last time I feel it this way. Somebody shout hallelujah. Open your mouth and start to speak to God. Pray, pray, pray. Open your mouth. I don't want to pray for you. I want you to use what has been spoken tonight to speak into your days. Healing is taking place. Prande go zibra dega sobra lega toba dega zo. Come on, pray. Turi mukubera wo, omulangiro mulungi. Turi mukubera wo, mwaka. Turi mukubera wo, wahumusa bakoe. Tuli mukubera This is the night. This is the day. 
You are cursed in the name of Jesus. Throat disease. You are cursed in the name of Jesus. The crippled are walking. The crippled are walking. God is healing. God is healing. If you're in a wheelchair, walk out. If you have a crutch, put it up and start walking. Somebody came with a pain. In your hips. God is healing you now. Deaf ears are opening. Blind eyes are seen. The one who came and could not walk, I command you to walk now in the name of Jesus. God gives you strength. God gives you strength. God gives you strength. Paralysis, I cast you. If you came with something tied in your waist, I command your back to heal. Remove it and check your back. If you came with something holding your neck, remove it and move your neck. If you came with something holding your hand because it was broken, remove and stretch your hand. The word works. Jesus. If there's anybody who came and they could not walk, tell them to make their steps. They've been healed. They've been healed. They were healed. Now, if you have never given your life to Jesus and you want to be born again, you want to receive a relationship with Jesus, you're going to repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you because you died for my sins and you were raised for my glory. Today, I receive you is my personal Lord and Savior. I'm born again. Change me, my Lord. Transform me, my Lord. Deliver me, my Lord. 
Amen. This sermon has been brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number plus 256-200-999400 or email us at info at fenero.org. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fenero Ministries International. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at the Uma Upper Gardens from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. and for our Sunday services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. at the Uma Multipurpose Hall. Fenero, make manifest.